turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, well, it's 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Or you could do like almost everybody in San Antonio. <laughs> you can come on out to Millburgers today. It is busy, but uh, they've got a new system, so you know you always hesitate to say that because you don't want people to go, oh, well, it's, it's busy. I'll wait till they're less crowded. Nope, they're moving through. The lines are moving. Uh, Computerized. Yeah, they uh, they they got it all. I don't know what they're doing. It's it's anyway. It's, it's all computerized and. Well, and you actually uh, can get your uh, receipt too on on the internet. Yeah, I do. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it is pretty spiffy. But the best part about it is, it moves fast. So anyway, lots of tomatoes. Man, we yeah. went from tomato famine to to. to feasting yeah. on the one gallons look at all those oh yeah That's and crazy. honestly i got here at about 11 i think there are are fewer now <laughs> than there were at 11 I said. <laughs> well uh i i was walking in and i noted a, a man a, a man had a cart full of plants yeah and on the bottom he had uh belinda's dream rose oh good oh I with got a, with a bloom with an open bloom oh, that big, so I want to do I want to do some bragging on the Belinda's dream again. Oh, so okay. uh, tell people my story. This is, you know, this is kind of I know the joke is if Milton can grow it, anyone can. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, that Belinda's dream. <laughs> so we haven't taken ours out of the pot yet. We've just been <laughs> procrastinating. Oh yeah, which is a nice word for lazy. Uh, and that thing is still going gangbusters. Oh, yeah. It's growing up. It's shooting up, sending up sprouts. It's got lots of new leaves on it. Uh, so it, it is, yeah. You think they might have put Osmocote in the, in the pot? Maybe keep so. Keep it going is for it, you? I'm, well, may, just for me. Maybe so. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's tough. Uh, and blooming. Yeah. Too. Hasn't started blooming yet, but it will. The two spikes that went up, I'm sure, will have blooms on them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as I mentioned last time, the uh, the knockouts all around town are looking great. Oh, yeah. They're making a comeback. Yeah, the pinks. Uh, I've seen some pinks. Lots and lots and lots of reds. Yeah. Uh, Martha Gonzalez is blooming up a storm. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, David just uh, finished doing a, uh, a seminar here at Mill Burgers. So, uh, well, Today? Uh, yeah. So if he... Okay. He might pop by in a little while and uh, talk with us. Uh, yeah, that uh, Belinda's Dream is on sale. 
this week. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, you know, at one time it was up to, <laughs> up, up, we kind of got confused, which we do often. But uh, it's on sale again, for sure. Uh, the perfect, a perfect landscape rose with large, fragrant, for those who can smell, pink flowers. I don't know if they're pink. Yeah, they're, they're rose. They're rose color. We're talking Belinda's Dream? Yeah. Yeah, they're pink. They're uh, not pink, pink. I think of them as being faded pink. Fade, okay. Or uh, rose, yeah. Anyway, uh, producer pink flowers that are produced in abundance throughout the growing season. Yeah, that's the thing about uh, Belinda's Dream. Uh, it's classified. I think they've classified it as a old-fashioned rose, but it's not. It's got a lot of uh, modern blood, a lot of modern blood in it, which means that it reblooms quite a bit. In other words, back oh boy, before, is it before and before? After. Oh well, and the and the buds are are spectacular. They're they have the look of a, uh, from a nursery, a florist. Yeah. So is there such thing as a modern earth kind? Well, Belinda's Dream is... I was going to say, is that a good description (laughs) of it? That was the first one. Katie Road was there for a while, wasn't it? Uh, Um, I don't remember. Uh, But... uh, Mrs. Dudley Cross. Yeah, see, Belinda's Dream was a superstar, a Texas superstar first. Okay, and And then then, then they put it in the uh, old-fashioned, the earth kind category. Okay. Okay. uh, I think Earth kind of doesn't define all of its roses as have to be uh, old-fashioned. Just the uh, easy-to-grow environmentally, right, not right. very challenging. There you go. And that's de- that's a definition of uh, Belinda's dream. And uh, we're we're lucky, <laughs> I guess, that uh, Trace has been really bringing them in this spring. Yeah. I think he found somebody with a bunch of them. Well, I think that's pretty too. I think he's found that San Antonio wants their Belinda's Dream. Oh yeah, too. yeah. But uh, I think he bought them all. He did that buy them all Wetzler idea again. But uh, I, I, for our customers, that's that's best, probably the best rose you can plant around here. We may be the. They may be the most valuable in this region, too, because of the, oh, yeah. some of the problems in other regions. Oh, yeah. Rose, Rose Rosette. I've been reading <laughs> uh, about how A&M's going to working on solving that problem. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Don't work. Right yeah. after the cotton root rot. Yeah, and right. And fire ants. <laughs> Killer bees. And they've somebody, uh, some organization has given them four million dollars to research. Wow! So that really piques their interest at A and M. You would have researched for half that price. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't. That. Uh, well, you don't when, have to solve you, it. You just you, have to research oh, it. Oh, right? okay. When you're dealing with a mite, you know that's yeah. what spread that uh, rose rosette. I just can't figure out why it hadn't come down here. From Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, that blows my mind. Maybe it does have to do with the wetness or the the rain. It could be because that's uh, 
Yeah. You mean those poor little mites are dying out down here because they they're, don't they're, have enough water? They're, they're, yeah, they're dried. I don't know. It's, it's just <laughs> you know, one thing I was looking, uh, I, had, I had Jeremy come over and uh, mow my uh, bluegrass. He he let it get a per, t- pretty tall. I didn't know how it would respond. But he mowed it uh, uh, turf grass high. And... Uh, it's it's coming back within within about four or five days. It's back. Okay. But uh, the uh, another thing I had him do was go in there and and mow my uh, uh, blue plumbagos down. Oh, okay. You know, that's been out there in a, in a non-watered bed for. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> He, this kid, kid reminds me of uh, of Joe Bradbury. You, you used to, Joe Bradbury used to own uh, and started uh, Lone Star Rowing. He great big guy, uh, three hundred plus pounds, and uh, he always loved to hug people when he met them, and he would hug you and and the. Some people don't like to be hugged. No. <laughs> and did, did David try to hug you? The, no, 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 no. He, sh- he shook my hand. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. It's a long story. And, get, on, get on the mic, Dave. And the uh, the one that really hated to be hugged was uh, Greg Grant. Oh. And Joe would gra- hug him. Probably and pick, his, pick his feet, pick his feet off the ground. He'd be he need a, does he need a hug today is what he wants? I think that's what he wants. Uh, to hug. Oh, I'll give you a hug during the break. All right. <laughs> David, are all these people here for you? Yeah. Well, we had a, we had a, yeah, over here at the beautiful Millburgers Landscape Nursery in 1604 in Boverde. It's, it, it could hardly find a parking space out here. It's, yeah. it's, it's a happening place right now. It is jumping. You know, and uh, we did our spring vegetable uh, talk. Great uh, audience. A lot of good uh, questions. And, um Said um, they got the inventory. There's no reason not to leave today without finding all these yeah. varieties oh, yeah. right now. They have back stock on these racks to get them through the <laughs> through the weekend, and uh, I think Trace Tummy and their trucks on its way right now. So yeah, it, it, you can see all these carts are just full, 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 and it's oh good. yeah, it's, it's great. Good. It's good to see this. It's real good to see this. Those gallons of tomatoes are pretty, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they got Ruby Crush. Uh, really? Which is going to officially be a Texas Superstar plant, I think, next week. Okay. So they got Ruby Crush, and then they got the Thunderbird Rodeo Tomato. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, have you heard? That'll match my <laughs> article next Saturday. Next yeah. Perfect timing. Thank on, you, Calvin. On, perfect, on, perfect. On, uh, have you heard? Again. Yeah. Have yeah. you heard anything about 968? Uh, 968, BHN 968 is... Uh, we think it's going to be lost. No. Uh-oh. You know, Johnny Select Seeds were the only ones had. I think they were almost up to a dollar each seed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, Dr. Stein uh, is in contact right now. They answered the phone over there with the BHN folks, and we're trying to figure something out uh, for at least our guys locally. And, uh, yeah, there, yeah. There might be an opportunity with um, – Altman Brothers, since they have Giddings and some of these growers that do all their vegetables and yeah. annuals, yeah, they uh, and they ship that nationwide. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna maybe see if we can 
get this thing. A, <laughs> well, if a, you have a main main grower that can ship this, I think it would do any, anywhere uh, within the season. Oh yeah. So hopefully Larry and I can make this deal happen. I hope it'll they can make it happen. And we we call the we want the gardeners to call you if they can't find the plants. Is that the way it goes? Well, but we haven't made the, we haven't made the deal yet. We're trying well, to we're, we're pressuring you, Dave. We're trying to make this deal, yeah, but if we make it happen, that'd be pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, what kind of reports are you getting on the uh, the Thunderbird? Um, well, as they're growing the plants, we don't have any tomatoes yet. I know. It's, working, well, it's working well in the pots. Yeah. When, they, when they first <laughs> buy them from the rodeo till now. If you don't get any reports, that's good because oh, good. the only reports you get is bad. they kill them. Okay. <laughs> so that's so far true. we're halfway there. So so far so good. That's very true. I think, it, <laughs> but yeah. So we're looking forward to that. I think Jerry said it's the best tomato he's ever eaten. Yes. Yeah. Every year we get. I, I think tomato. I read that in your article. Every, every, every year when we get I have said that when I haven't eaten eat sig- had, they had any tomatoes. Yet. Every year might be the best tomato. <laughs> that's year. right. You that's never right. Know. Every time David writes an yeah. article, according to Doctor Jerry Parsons, this is the best. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, good. What, people what, like to beat me up. Right? <laughs> yeah, you get no respect at all. Yeah. Calvin just, started like, all that years ago. Just a, just a I, uh, My fa- favorite continue to be Ruby Crush and BHN 968. Yeah. So, but what I like about them, I, they're both wonderful tasting, and the taste is so different. Yeah. One day, that Ruby Crush <laughs> is my favorite. The next day, oh, okay. I... I I like the more tart taste of yeah. the HN 968. So what every gardener in San Antonio so, should have is more than one plant. Yeah. I think it might be safe. We know for sure. This week, buy Ruby Crush. And then maybe two or three weeks from now, I think I'll talk to Trace. We might be able to get that 968 in Where? Wow. Where from? The grower has some that we might oh, allocate. Okay. This will be so allocate. It'll Boy, be so different on TV. All. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> It'll be different on TV instead of Leopard Two tanks. <laughs> <laughs> there'll, there'll be those little t- the trailers from Milburgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the well, garden volunteers <laughs> in South Texas will, yeah, yeah, yeah. will be garden VHNs. But but limited amounts. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Little yeah. master gardeners walking around with trench coats in the nursery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psst. Hey, buddy, come here. Want a, want a little so we'll try to make, that, we'll try to make that happen here. Good. Yeah. How kind of questions did you get? A little bit of everything. We we Is covered that... some main cool weather, warm weather, transition and warm weather. Okay. Do's, don'ts, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then we just opened it up in a good array of of everything. A lot of good questions. You yeah. you yeah. mentioned it's not going to freeze anymore. Well, right? I, I brought that up, and I said, uh, uh, you <laughs> know, we're going to we're, we're going to Louisiana next week. If I know that, hopefully I come back even richer. So, you know, so now it's, it's yeah. But we did promote the insulate. That insulates yeah. a big yeah, makes the, a big difference. Yeah, the you, forecast is uh, below fifty for yeah. lows the next week. What they have to have to watch for the rest of the rest of the season. Is the wind? Yeah, and that's insulate. Well, should help with that. Yeah, it so does. I said we we stress insulate today, nutrition, weed management, and drip irrigation. Because Mark Peterson was our so I was stressing drip irrigation. Yeah, yeah. All right. What else is going on in the master gardener world and stuff like that in your world, David? <laughs> uh, last week, the master gardeners finished cultivate online cultivate. Very very successful. They're out there at Saul's uh, 
headquarters today with the Spring Bloom event. Oh. They'll be finishing that today, I think, at 1, I believe. Okay. And just keep an eye on both websites, Bear County Master Garden, Bear County Extension Service website. It feels like we're back to three years ago. We're in full we're in full good. gear right now, which yeah. is good. That's great. That's good. And you know, I, I won't say that by June, but uh, <laughs> we're we're back. We're in full gear right now. No, that's I, wonderful. I, which is exciting. Yeah. It's Are you exciting. planning uh, anything, or have you planted anything out at that uh, farm that y'all are working? No, on? the the extension urban farm. Uh, it'll be sometime next year. Oh, yeah, there it's yeah, construction. Yeah. It's construction right now. Oh, you had plants out there last year. Didn't no, you? no, it's two I years ago. I thought you and Doctor Stan. No, two years ago. So they're under. I cons- lost a couple of years. They're they're, they're in, under construction now. Everybody under construction now. So that's going to be our new home. Okay. Our new home, and uh, and hopefully next year, sometime we hope. Okay. You know, ten acres. So I'm excited about it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> It's going to be something to really do yeah. a lot of good work at. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and while we got you here, too, um, you know, we did, I don't know if you know the results or not, but we did the um, the Thunderbird sales oh, to benefit the youth gardening yes. program. Yes. You want to talk about the program and yes. what that will benefit yes. and what's so, happening with um, that? Uh, Trace and uh, since the years of Charles and Millburgers, mm-hmm. Landscape Nurse has always been very generous for all the programs they do and especially supporting our Master Gardens Extension Youth Outreach efforts. So, the um, they sent. We received the check this week. Thank you for bringing that up. Oh, Trace, good. Trace reminded me too. To <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry, but thank you. Uh, so we use that extra money to, uh, for Youth Gardens uh, efforts, Youth Gardens efforts in the county, and uh, so we're very gracious. All the proceeds uh, last Saturday, I believe, right? Or yeah. two Saturdays at yeah. rodeo. All the uh, uh, no, that's uh, two Saturdays. Two Saturday, uh, Thunderbird Rodeo Tomato Sales went to support this um, program. We're very grateful. So yeah, a lot and of we, people and we, bought them. And too. we always want people to try the rodeo tomato every year. Oh gosh, just yeah. to see how they do with it as well. Let's yeah. just remind everybody how extensive that the youth gardening effort yeah. is in the San Antonio area. Yes. What so do we got? We got classroom gardens, right? We we do the uh, our spring training is um, two Saturdays from today, so we do a very hosted at the Botanical Garden, a uh, big big train, a lot of folks, and we do one in the fall, and we kick off spring or fall planting. We do an intense um, uh, summer training, in depth summer training. And then we support the schools direct through this yeah. uh, efforts and direct, and, and, got, and anything youth related, which is gardening. And we got a community garden and community garden yeah. at the Botanical Phil, garden. Phil Harburger Park on Tuesdays, and Saturday morning gardening school at the Botanical Garden. Yeah, it just really struck me one of the major impacts when, and it happens quite often. Uh, when I was at there years ago, but. I'd, visit there to look at the garden and then some of the young young people who are no generation. longer young <laughs> yeah, came in and, yeah, it's, it's, and they were admiring the garden obviously and then they they you know, introduced themselves to the current volunteers <laughs> yeah it's amazing we were here you know we were here we remember it. It's so special. Yeah. Did they mention you. how you looked like you had aged a little bit? No, <laughs> I, was, I, I was not the target uh, yeah. of the attention, but the, the volunteers were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's second going on three generations. That's pretty pretty yeah. awesome. To, yeah, that's good. To, to, yeah, that's cool. To, to see well, that. and then yeah. it's, it's not just feeling good. 
It uh, all the all the re- re- research results indicate Definitely. that young Definitely. people that uh, have an opportunity to engage in gardening have a better chance of being successful. That's correct. In school That's correct. and That's as citizens, you, if you grow it, you eat it. If you grow it, you eat it, and then uh, <laughs> they they learn uh, people skills. And they're still growing vegetables mm-hmm. when they become adults. Yeah. yeah. So have, it's a good thing. It's a good have, positive, uh, very positive. S- several articles published based on the effort early. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, uh, Andres, Andres, which is Andrew, Andres Viragran. He's 23 years old, an A&M graduate. Oh. He's, he's our youth gardens coordinator. So oh, good. Oh, my goodness. We got, we got a generational thing going on at the office, too, Calvin. So... So it's good to have a young and uh, kind of, and uh, he's under my wing, and he's doing a good job. Uh-oh. You know, t- <laughs> when you say 23 years old, I was like, man, but he's doing a good job. I'm, yeah. He's just so far so good. He's I didn't even know David yeah. had wings. Yeah, uh-huh. didn't he? Does he ever come up here yeah, and offer us wings? <laughs> he doesn't offer us wings or <laughs> you know, nuggets or anything. Did you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you've heard about the uh, Rio Grande Gold that uh, yeah, they we're getting be, some plants Hopefully growing. about three weeks out, I hope. They should okay. be ready, I hope. Good. I'll check on them uh, yeah. in a week or so. Appreciate it. Yeah, Rio Grande right. Gold. David, we're going to take a break. Anything you want to bring up before we do? No, spring is for planning, and let's get on over here to Millburgers. It's so beautiful. A lot of great inventory. And if you all get a chance before you all leave, the Red Baron Peach behind these racks are in full bloom. Uh, <laughs> they are beautiful. They need to bring some up. You might hint on that. Yeah, I've got one in my yard. I didn't notice yeah, that it was it's blooming. Beautiful. They're beautiful. Everything out here is very beautiful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah, we're going to take right. a break. Give Jerry a hug, will you? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We'll be back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, I went and saw Hairspray Fun Show at the Majestic. It's set in 1962, so we're going to do bumper music from 1962 today. Every song we play will be from 1962. What kind? It's a what? What's that? A gun show? No, Hairspray. It's a musical at the the Majestic, (laughs) set in 1962. So anyway, all right, 210-308-8867. Well, so you know what we need to do for Spider Man. I might know some of the. You might. Do you know the locomotion? Oh yeah. See, okay. Yeah, we expect you to sing along. <laughs> so maybe Al, since he's been around and doing this since 1976, we need to do a whole day of 1976 music for Spider Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Your web of protection since 1976. If you're looking for a pest control company that uh, is going to uh, come to your house, look to look at the situation as a whole. I like to say holistically. So not only what's happening, which you can tell them what's happening, but what's causing it. Uh, maybe they're coming in from outside through a weep hole. Maybe uh, the insect or the pest that's bothering you is coming through that little hole in the attic. Well, Spider-Man is going to evaluate it, tell you how to fix it, and uh, and then treat it 
and uh, you'll you'll be happy with the results from Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. We're still waiting for Warren Remy to give us a call. Warren, call us. <laughs> Warren's always busy and doing some fun stuff on the weekend, so he doesn't always call us. But he always listens, so we yeah. know he's listening. Remember, so, he's got the good stuff. He's got if it works. Yep, he's, yeah. he's he's the good guy. Yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. Oh, I'm sorry, too. I forgot. GoSpidermanPest.com is the website. GoSpidermanPest.com. And 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Uh I'm, I, I'm excited about Calvin's article. Are you? Did you yeah. want to talk about it now? Or do you yeah. Want me, do okay. you want me to talk more about Milton's garden? Oh, uh, okay. We can talk about Milton's garden. I need to take some pictures. So my little wildflower mix is coming up. Is now. it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So that's well, kind of how, big, how big is that garden? Four plants total. Oh, uh. <laughs> Let's see. I bought one of the... Uh, well, if you, brought that, if you planted that uh, wildflower mix, you got... Hundreds yeah. of them. Yeah, like it'll that. be interesting. We got flower. What about your dog? Does your dog help you? Does she help us? Oh yeah, my 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 two dogs are just love the gardening. <laughs> they don't they don't quite understand why I get concerned when they lay down on the road. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they like those roads because they're soft still. Yeah, into yeah. the belly. Yeah. After yeah. I water them and uh, <laughs> they're still they you uh, should go. Uh, they like cauliflower. I guess a lot of dogs like cauliflower. Do they really? Yeah, they're sitting there chewing. Huh. Keeps them entertained. Anyway, the, sorry I broke. That's okay. No, no, no. Do they eat the flowers? Uh, I mean, eat, they eat those. They eat the stems and the the fruit too. Oh, okay. But, but now they're just all that's left is the big coarse. Stems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen a dog eat broccoli or not. I don't hmm. know about broccoli. I know the president were needed. No. But, but his dog might have. <laughs> well, what uh, were we going to talk about? <laughs> so we were talking about, okay, and then uh, I was going to give you a report on Vinny the Vinca. Yeah. Vinny the Vinca is doing great. Oh, yeah. It'll perk up now. Vinny is now very, very happy. Tall and leggy. Are you putting water on it? I mean, uh, fertilizer on it? No. Should I put some fertilizer on it? <laughs> well, it's in a container. When, when you water it, water with a water-soluble water fertilizer. fertilizer. Okay. Copious amounts of water-soluble fertilizer? Well, yeah. You may mix it a tablespoon and a gallon. Okay. Of, and that'll, that'll, now that it, you probably got it out in the sun quite a bit now, don't you? Yeah. And so uh, it'll take off growing. All right. You might want to. What is it? How tall is it? It's almost. Uh, I would say seven a inches. A little more. Oh, probably about eighteen <laughs> inches tall. It's really that big. Yeah, I'll take one a, main stem. I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, I think so. Quit it. I got to take a picture. I'll bring uh, some pictures tomorrow. Okay. What I'm saying I've is. I've kind of lost track. What is this again? <laughs> Vinca. This is Vinnie the Vinca oh, that I put in the Oh, no wonder I lost We, we overwintered. <laughs> well, I, I, if, you know, you, I, I just, you, would you rather I talk about zinnias? I was going to say. Well. If this was a zinnia that I overwintered, <laughs> oh, you'd be all over it. Milton, yes. Milton. And we're, we're in that normal dilemma every year. 
the you got to decide between the zinnias now and the snapdragons. Yeah. The snapdragons are coming back and looking good. Oh. <laughs> and the zinnias are ready for action too. So yeah, I, you know, it's just I a pl- challenge. I planted snapdragons down at the ranch uh, to see if the deer would leave them alone. And I think if the hogs, the feral hogs, not feral hogs, uh, the other hog. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if the hog would leave Havelinas? Yeah, Havelina. Good going, man. They uh, would leave them, had left them alone, I think they'd all come back. But yeah. only the one down at uh, main headquarters are coming back. But uh, they... It kind of it kind of worked, I think. I, I don't I don't think they were a favorite of the deer, snapdragon. We were looking for something oh, yeah. else that would. Oh snap! Yeah, and zinnias aren't favorites either. No. But right. we were looking for something that would grow in the winter, would bloom in the winter. Well, Calvin, I was hoping to, you know, maybe stall. I'll leave it up to you. It's uh, we can we can talk about something else, or Jerry can talk about your article. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> it's it. Well, it, it, at some point we need to to, to kind of uh, quiz the audience out there and tell us if they've seen any purple martins. Oh, that'd be cool. Because I have not seen purple martins yet, but some, some gardeners uh, have. Uh, I've seen brown sparrows. Uh, so no. have I. <laughs> and lots of American sparrows. American uh, too. Uh, so. I we can't need, tell those brown ones. We need purple martin reports, and we want to know if you noticed a decrease in your mosquito population <laughs> when the purple martins were at your house last year. Yeah, that's that's the the uh, punchline here. Yeah, said that Calvin writes in today's wonderful article about uh, time to ready your bird bat bird habits habitats. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, he 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 breaches the problem. I mean, this is going to be a hard sale item because people forever have always thought the Martins control uh, mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And Calvin writes, "This is not me. This is not Milton. This is Calvin." Mm-hmm. I said, uh, re- "Recent research has revealed." That purple martins rely on large, larger insects for their food. They love mosquito hawks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for their food, including dragonflies. And, dra- and dragonflies eat many more mosquitoes than martins do. Oh, wait a minute. So maybe uh, martins... That'd be a hell of a... Are martins contributing to the problem by eating the uh, maybe so? Hogs? I don't know. Well, that's that. That'll be the next <laughs> conclusion, or uh, if the research will uh, disagree with it. But I and, think I think it'll turn out to be a yeah, uh, no. kind of a neutral thing. <laughs> and then he says, brown sparrows do not eat mosquito. Uh, don't eat mosquitoes, and whatever. I don't know. Think I saw that said that. You didn't say, it, Calvin. Jerry and you the editors must be. You had to turn it. these articles in mm-hmm. several yeah. weeks. They just had not remember, we, huh? We, we know how that memory is. At least for me, it is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and then he goes into talking about uh, uh, putting up the 
<laughs> I got a picture of uh, gourds. Oh, the gourd houses? Those, yeah, those the gourd house. <laughs> but, uh, you should, uh, they are a popular choice for Purple Martin homes. Yeah, we used to, in Tennessee, because it's hard to grow a big gourd like that here in Texas, but in Tennessee, we used to grow those big gourds. They were, we'd run them up our uh, walnut tree. They'd run up the tree and then uh, have the gourd. We had to go up in the tree and get the gourds. But uh, that we oh, no. grew that big one, and uh, there was also a elongated one. That oh, shit. Did, uh, did you want to ask a question on the air with us, or did you? Uh oh. Did you want to be on the air? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> a- anyway, this. Is- <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, he says uh, <laughs> the co- the competition for the nest is strong between martins and English sparrows. English sparrows. See, he doesn't mention my brown sparrow. No, I think are those is that an English sparrow. Might be. Oh, I know. He says. The American sparrows are a different sparrow than the English sparrow. Right. And how do you get that? How did that happen? I don't know. Because the American sparrows probably were brought over from England, like the starlings were. I don't know. Starlings were brought over from England and released in uh, the New York City Park over there. And that from there, that they've spread all over the United States. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so any advantage you can give the Martins helps them successfully take possession of a nest and raise a family of young Martins. Well, why can't he feel, be like that about the brown sparrows? They know. have families too. He's know. being awful quiet. I know. <laughs> He's answering a qu- somebody I, I th- else's question. I off think the he knows that I'm right. Yeah, I don't know. He says, Purple Martins are tolerant of lowering and manipulating the entrance hole caps. But unfortunately, that's not unfortunate. Uh, so are the English sparrows. <laughs> Quite often I end up with two species sharing the larger house. That's the way to grow it. Do it, Cal. Don't discriminate, Cal. You know, there's laws against that. I don't know if if brown sparrows are... I'm not sure they apply to the sparrows. Not, uh, well, they should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, that's an interesting article. And yeah. uh, people love their... their uh, watch. I love to watch them fly. Uh, uh, yeah. Acrobats. Let us know if you've uh, seen Martins, and especially if they've shown any interest in... Uh, Settling down to the houses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I know that, that uh, Bill used to say, or still does, that there are no scouts. But, or didn't he, in the Martins? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, there's a debate. Yeah. They oh. used to call scouts, but unattached <laughs> single, single birds are quite often. Oh. They, they're they're young, young from the year before, or they're uh, a parent that the, the spouse... Are they, uh, are they significant uh, others? So they're unattached. No, we need a dating service for uh. Purple Martins. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. that's a, it's a really a complex 
lifestyle. <laughs> and uh, if you, uh, it's complex and interesting, but also it's a little, a little bit uh, grim sometimes. With, when you, I, I watch those uh, starlings and oh, Purple yeah. Martins fight sometimes. I, oh man! Yeah, uh, uh. yeah that, that's pretty gruesome. <laughs> Yeah, those those uh, bird, those uh, other birds can. They're probably. I can't hear him. Is there a reason I can't hear him? Yeah. No. Can you hear me? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> hello, hello. Can you hear this guy? I don't. There's no reason you should be able to hear me, but not him. Uh huh. Maybe, so, maybe that, that's a good way to have it. So, is there? You want to try? <laughs> But anyway, uh, it's time to start looking for the for the martyrs. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Huh. Can you hear you? Can you hear me? Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, 210-308-8867. Is that our peach? 210-308-8867. Red Baron? I don't know where you're pointing. Oh, that's it. What do you, you see? To, you have to peek behind the thing. <laughs> okay, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Want your kiss cause I just can't miss with a good luck charm like you come on and be my little good luck charm Are you sweet delight I want a good luck charm hanging on my arm a to have to have to hope Hey, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer featuring music from 1962 today. So that's Elvis, obviously. Uh, were, you, were you familiar with that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Well, the way it works, you might think that your tree hugger sprinkler is a good luck charm. And actually, maybe... For those newly planted trees or the ones that you have right now that are kind of hurting for water, the uh, tree hugger sprinkler is kind of a good luck charm. It efficiently waters that root ball uh, or it'll water outside the drip line, but it's the efficiency of the tree hugger sprinkler that will really impress you. So uh, here you go. I'm going to give you the picture of it. Just use your imagination. It's a hard green plastic sprinkler, three sizes, seven inch. 11 inch and 15 inch, and it has a hinge on it. So you open it up, and then you close or hug it around the tree, and then you—it's very good. <laughs> and then you uh, go ahead and turn the water up just a little bit, and uh, water that root ball really efficiently. Uh, as soon as you see it work, which you can on PlantAnswers.com, you'll get it. Or you can uh, water uh, further away from uh, to, toward the drip line too, and get that efficiency. I use mine. I like it a lot. I use it on a wide variety of different things. I think it'd be interesting to see if other people have found other uses for it. Like I use mine when I'm watering the yard because it it gets deep and yeah, in a very quick amount of time. You need to use it around uh, newly planted shrubs and trees. I know what I need to use that it around. That means newly planted. That's two years, at least two years. So let me ask you this: What's that? So I bought some cow manure here last week. Okay. And I put it around that knockout rose that always has some trouble. Okay. So, but I've, I was just like hand-watering it, and I don't know why I didn't think about it. 
Would it be oh, better? Yeah. That'd be perfect for that. Yeah, because it'll water in the uh, tree hook. Can thing. you uh, adjust, adjust your buttons? So you would, let's see if you can get me included in this. Okay. <laughs> so hold on. Let me finish this real quick, and then I'll do that. All right. So find it here at Millburgers. Or at HEB and look for the tree hugger sprinkler. Take a look for it because I think once you get it, you'll get it. So, treehuggersprinkler.com. That's treehuggersprinkler.com. All right. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. And toll free, it's 866 308 8867. Are you okay? I think so. Any luck, Calvin? <laughs> the, uh, Not so far. Okay. I don't know. People that are reading the paper should consider themselves to be very fortunate to be listening to Millburgers Nursery shows. All right. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas? Uh, yeah. And uh, for the tomatoes uh, and for the tomatoes that they buy, spring and fall, they're in a, they're in a, uh, they got them in the gallons, uh, for those who have waited a little while, and uh, they, they'll catch up for those the ones in the gallon will catch up with uh, anybody that tried to plant them in the ground early. And uh, but but they also get to get to read Calvin's article, and uh, unlike Neil Sperry, my buddy. He, he has a has a question in there, and he he's used this several times, uh, but it doesn't pertain to a, a San Antonio tomatoes and things. That I've been successful. Oh, we're on the air. Did you want to come on the air with us? Oh, okay. I like the shirt, girl. But uh, said I've, the question was, I've been very successful growing almost all types of vegetables except tomatoes and peppers. That's not a San Antonio question. No. You think? Uh, the plants do well, but when they start to flower, the blooms fall off. They end up producing fruit, few, if any, fruit. They get plenty of sun and water. Any suggestions? Now, that is describing an indeterminate tomato plant. Oh. That's uh, that's describing uh, better boy, big boy, mm. uh, big girl, big boobs. No, no, I mean uh, big girl it was. And uh, they have a... They they are indeterminate plants, so by the time you put them out in the garden, they uh, they don't they 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 have to grow to a certain size before they'll uh, start producing fruit. And uh, the heirlooms, all the heirlooms are like that. Most of them are. Yeah, so I see. There's Cherokee purple out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that seems to be a different one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a, if it's got an. I so a lot of gardeners like it. Indeterminate. I don't know if it has an indeterminate growth or not. But uh, a lot of people have had pretty good luck with it, and I we ha- I had it in trials a couple of years, and it it did pretty good. But uh, 
most of the ones that are being sold are indeterminate types, and that's that being described as she talked about. Neil says, be sure you're planting at the right time. If you're using an indeterminate variety, it and in Does South Texas or in Central Texas, there is no right time. Hmm. Uh, no matter where you are in Texas, that's always going to be one to two weeks after the average date of the last killing freeze uh, for your area. Uh, we, we, we last, that last killing frost, we say, is uh, March 15th. Yeah, which is only a few days away. Second, be sure you are planting small, mid-sized varieties of each crop, no. The the all the rodeo tomatoes, with the exception of this uh, ruby crush, they're going to add, and nine nine sixty eight was a rodeo tomato. Uh, are are uh, they're they're the right variety, and uh, they're not they're large they're not large fruited, but all the others. That we recommend tycoon, uh, uh, the new one this year, uh, Thunderbird, Thunderbird, and all those are large fruited varieties, and uh, that's all we've recommended. Now I think I remember back <coughs> uh, when when we did 968. Uh, and I I got a lot of blowback from people that didn't want to share tomatoes, oh. didn't want a large tomato. I think they probably are secretly buying them. <laughs> and then well, they were sure popular. You know, people are used to wanting a tomato sandwich tomato. You could put on a tomato sandwich. What about a salad tomato? Pop uh, it in your salad. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, they said uh, large fruiting tomatoes and all bell peppers. Ooh, Neil. All bell, bell, bell peppers. There, there used to be a commercial uh, bell pepper industry from here to, here to uh, Pearsall that uh, produced thousands of tons of bell peppers in the winter garden. So anyway, are reluctant. They are reluctant to set fruit once daytime temperatures climb into the mid 90s. That's right. That's why we recommend the fast maturing, fast setting, indeterminate uh, uh, type tomato plant or semi-determinate tomato plant. Stick with cherry and mid-sized tomatoes. Uh, people don't want to do that. They don't, don't want to stick with cherry in mid-south. With peppers, you don't have much of a choice. Just plant on time in the spring and around mid-July for the fall crop. Now, when we, when, uh, we introduced a uh, celebrity tomato, which p- few people have planted that, uh, we also... Uh, introduced a pepper uh, with that 
and it was it was so productive it was so productive that uh, the growers the commercial growers said this will put the peppers the bell pepper market out of our reach huh. it produced so much so many peppers and so much high quality pepper uh, bell tower was the name of it oh, okay was introduced the same time <coughs> as uh, celebrity was but anyway uh, Neil is mainly probably talking about uh, plants uh, or the situation up in Dallas and Fort Worth, but not the situation in San Antonio. I'm just wondering, Milton. I'm just wondering that, uh, if that's what happened to the orange blue bonnet. Mm-hmm. Thought they put the blue blue on it out of business. Yeah, it's very suspicious. <laughs> this whole orange blue bonnet thing is very suspicious. Yeah. By the way, I'm seeing more and more blue bonnets along the road. Uh, Are you seeing three them? or four inches tall, right? Yeah, they're maybe a little shorter than normal. Yeah, yeah. Than normal, the normal they're twelve to fourteen inches no. high. I don't. I haven't gone and measured these yet. Uh, well, I have. I, I've seen them. Okay. Now the interesting thing about that, uh, they're sprouting without any rain. You know, we haven't had any rain. Right. And so what'll happen is that's nature's way to pervert, preserve the species by letting it have one bloom we call the king bloom, and produce seed several seed pods, usually with only one or two seed per pod, and then shed that okay so, so it, keeps it doesn't it produce a lot of seed i am working uh i've had my webmaster working on a uh, revamp of the front page of plantanswers.com with all blue bonnets and uh the blue bonnet pictures i took were in uh 20 21 2021 and uh, the Lady Bird Johnson Royal Blue and uh, the pictures are spectacular even though I took them yeah and I saw you complimented Ray <laughs> yeah the pictures are spectacular and the, the grower uh, Verstraten said that they were the prettiest blue bonnets Aww. they'd ever had they're the ones that helped me with the colors. When we went, when Dr. Stein went to harvest them, there were very few seed. There was no rain at the bloom oh, time. Okay. And that's the case with uh, uh, beans in your garden and things like that. They've got to be, the moisture has to be maintained for them to produce good crops. So anyway, we oh. got the pictures up. Well, Trace, before we, we need to get caught up with the news in a second. Oh, and um, David did a good <laughs> job today. So, uh, yeah, we just did that. And then we have uh, the annual open house coming up on the uh, 25th, uh, the, the anniversary, right? Is this the anniversary open house? Uh, pretty much. I think it starts a little earlier than that, though. <laughs> oh, well, Saturday the 25th is when some activities are happening here. Blood drive. Um, I can check. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. So, uh, hang on. 
my my computer is there. Just, we go. Just so I I can be honest, uh, okay. I forgot David was coming today. Oh no! So we had thirty minutes to set everything up. Week. It turned out really, really good. At one point, I saw like 60 people down there. I don't doubt it. It looked like it was a big crowd. Today's a big crowd. <laughs> yeah, we have the um, the Blood Drive and Lawn Care Basics 101. I'm sorry, and uh, the uh, Lions Club are coming out the 25th. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, this is The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867. We are live here at Milberger's at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and we want you to come visit with us like so many folks are out here today. Man, is it busy. This is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> nice and busy, didn't it? Great. Yeah, it does look great. And it's going to get even more bright and colorful as we get closer to that uh, in the next two weeks. So Beautiful tomatoes, too. Yeah, there really are. There are lots of them. So, Calvin, do you think we can plant the tomatoes in the ground? Do you think we can plant tomatoes in the ground now? I'm halfway tempted. Yeah, I yeah. think I would. Propaganda. What we're just we're just a week away from what we would yeah. normally do. Yeah. But although, uh, although the the next week's temperatures threaten to be mid forties. Yeah. But also uh, be sure to protect your plant to, uh, from the the wind. Now, <laughs> I don't know how, how other gardeners, but mine mine that are in pots have not started to. To bloom or anything, so you don't. There's really no reason to rush. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, but they're and they're growing. They're putting a lot of growth on. Yeah, right. That's what you and want. Which is the whole idea. Yeah. Well, we we use determinate tomato varieties, but uh, uh, it's tempting though. You know, I like to get a. Yeah, you you want to get them in place as quick as possible. Oh but. yeah. But if you want to get them in place as quick as possible, you could, what you can do, and you have grass in your garden or whatever, you don't want to compete with the weeds and grass, uh, try covering your rows with uh, black plastic. And then put your cages on Hi. top of it and... Uh, Oh, we're, we're doing actually we're doing a radio show here. Can you, you come on in the air with us? It's easy. Grab that microphone. You'll be on the air. What's going on? Um, I've got uh, something showing up in my garden. Uh, someone told me it was uh, armadillos. How do you discourage them? Well, uh, let's see. What, tell us a little bit about what you're seeing, so we can. Okay, it's it's mostly just yeah, talk, mulch. Talking there. Oh, sorry. It's mostly just mulch, uh, and then I have. It's not like they're going after the plants. They are just. There are all these. They're I working find all the these mulch holes. in. Jimmy? They're working the mulch in. You yes, they are. You, you ought to be glad that happened. And I'm finding all these holes that are about two or three inches yeah, deep. Yeah, okay. You know, even, even raccoons that? will do that. I was looking for armadillos, and the other day I 
There are three raccoons uh, that, <laughs> that the Westies had up in the tree. And uh, <laughs> I guess they, they had been doing the holes, too. So you got lots of choices there. Yeah, they, uh, the, ra- the raccoons dig indiscriminately, whereas that armadillo will have a, a rounded hole. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm finding are yeah, the rounded holes and yeah. lots of them. Yeah. Oh, well, he's an expert on getting rid of armadillos. <laughs> where where do you live? Which town? Uh, in Old Northwood, uh, northeast side of town. Oh, okay. Uh, there are no repellent that'll work, but you can trap them and uh, do with what you want to with them after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always let mine out on the highway. It seems seemed like they like the highway. Because you see so Check many the speed north. bumps. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I was uh, thinking like explosives. And this, but this yeah. crackle is collecting evidence. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, Lord. <laughs> mean looking thing. Yeah, he's kind of mean looking. But, uh, I had read maybe vinegar or mothballs, but. Yeah, um, if, if you stick the mothballs up the <laughs> anus, uh, that discourages them to come back. <laughs> Would you help this man? Uh, <laughs> I've been using all my one line. Uh, I know, but to help them. It's <laughs> uh, not, not an obvious place where they're coming in the yard, is there? Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's the front yard and it's open, so. Okay. But when you when you go out there, chase them out, and they'll run back to the main main den or mm-hmm. oh. And that's important. That uh, Yeah. So you. Except I've never seen them. I just find the holes. At two, ah. at two o'clock in the morning. Ah. Yeah, you go out there. They they can't they can't see real well at all. So you throw the light on them, and they probably won't won't even run. But uh, uh, if if they rear up on their kind of little back feet, and they start sniffing the air, they're getting ready to run because they smell smell good. But uh, you've got to figure out where they're coming from. Okay. And find find that uh, mound or the den, and then put a, uh, like I said, when you frighten them, they run straight back to the den. And you can either set yourself up with a garbage can, empty garbage can, and make them run into that by putting it on the... uh, you're out there holding this thing, mm-hmm. by the way, by uh, putting it on the road trail that they use. Or you can build a uh, build a little uh, kind of a ramp at the at the hole that they're going in, and uh, v v shape it out to a, a garbage can or something like that. Ah. They can't see real well, so they bump into the uh, uh, side of that deal and go. In the end of that cone shape, the gar- into the garbage can. Uh, you're in the city limits, right? Oh, but uh, once you catch them, then I use the explosives. Huh? Then I use the explosives. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, once you catch them, you know they call they call those oyster on half sack shell. And they have beautiful it's white not, meat. Uh, you, uh, once you, <laughs> once you, cl- and they're easy to clean. They, you just move them out of that cell. 
Yeah. But uh, you, you we'll do, let you decide what to do with them. You do, you, you do your hunting at two thirty in the morning. And, okay. And uh, I'm sorry, there's no repellent. What about like a have a heart trap type thing? If he puts like at the end of the cone. Does it have to be okay? So it's at the end of the cone. Yeah. Okay. You can't put cat food or no uh, a bucket of grubs in there. <laughs> Is that what they're going after? Is the grubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why they're well, good. worms too. Okay. Yeah, probably worms. Okay, okay. Well, but, but they're just stirring your mix stuff. Yes, they are. Do they really? So, so why are you trying to get rid of them? Do they cause a lot of damage, or they? He said they weren't hurting the plants. Well, so far it hasn't been too bad. Okay. Dug out a couple, but <laughs> to a certain degree, I'm willing to. I was just wondering just if uh, live and let live, but uh, yeah, if it gets much worse, yeah, something. My motto is, die what uh, live. If if he does, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to know what happens. All right, thanks, Mary. Thank all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, that's a problem, although. I don't know. It doesn't. Doesn't. I have, I've had them before too, and it's not horrible. Yeah. Just kind of. It's like. What uh, the What the heck is this? I, I was very patient with them until they dug up some of my oh. colorful blue bonnets. Oh. And then I said. Something got. Said it's here. it's on. <laughs> Uh, luckily, I was out of the city limits. From oh, okay. So, <clears throat> and uh, I have eaten them, and they, they, people that do a lot of uh, stews, Texas stews, and Texas, uh, you know, they have these cook-offs, chili cook-offs. Yeah, they use armadillo in they that. They said the armadillo is one of the main huh. issues, and uh, cause we always have somebody call in and say, they care cancer. Uh, no, they carry uh, rabies, leprosy. No. No, huh? Leprosy. Leprosy. That's it. I have never seen those people that go to those stew cookoffs come up with leprosy. Have you? Never see them limping what? around, legs falling off. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we need an armadillo expert to call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two 210-308-8867. 8867. Also looking for Purple Martin reports. Anything happening? Are you putting your houses up? Are the Martins scouting? Are they eating all your mosquitoes? My sparrows are waiting, waiting for you yeah, to put just, them houses up. Just sitting there on the fence tapping, going, <laughs> Come on, put that house up there. Let's go. Kevin, chop, chop. Said, Kevin said in his article that uh, you wait till you see a scout before you take the. Yeah, you're, 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 you're trying to. Trying to give the purple martins an advantage, because mm-hmm. you know the sparrows. Uh, half of them don't care if it's th- three feet off the off the ground. You know the martins will only go into the house if it's yeah significant. So so when you got when you got martins interested in the housing, <clears throat> then you you try to accommodate them, and then just just like my article said that. Uh, Quite often, you'll end up with uh, sparrows and martins sharing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now there's some there's some uh, gardeners that uh, just keep pulling them down until they get all the sparrows out. <laughs> and uh, the sparrows and the martins are not are not overly fussy about getting pulled down and put back up. <laughs> yeah, you right. You yeah, they just say if you're well, just hurry up and get this job done. Yeah. You know, I got I got I got eggs to lay in here. <laughs> yeah. But they, but they hopefully, lo- they've hopefully, to coexist, you know, I'm, right? I'm afraid this year is starting just like last year. It was uh, awful late before the Martins came, and it was kind of a erratic. Of course, the weather was horrendous yeah. too. So it's a it's a shame you can't feed the Martins something. Some people do, they feed them with uh, the little those little worms. Oh, is that right? Are the mealworms or the yeah? Okay. Do you, can you buy those? Yeah. 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 And, uh, they're on a cake like a hang, that you hang in. The well, you tree? get them. You can get them alive, or you can get them in a suet type cake. Yeah, that's what I mean. Suet. But I don't. I don't know that the Martins are much interested in the suet, suet cake. I've never. I've never fed the Martins. <laughs> I use a lot of them for uh, insect eating birds. You yeah. know, r- wrens and woodpeckers and things. And I, it's pepper flavored. Yeah, even even They love them. Even hummingbirds have to have a certain amount of insects. Of uh, feed. insects, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that, anyway. that'll be. It's quite, and there and there's uh, literature, good literature on hummy on uh, purple martin um, housing too. So if you want to learn how to do it, and then our friends at. Uh, uh, wild birds, right? There's there, yeah. and and then even at the botanical garden. Oh, cool! They uh, they uh, in past years they've offered some classes to prepare folks uh, to accommodate uh, yeah. and encourage the martins to get there. Yeah, remember when we did? We used to do uh, live programs out there on that little ramp going up from the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the old entrance, and we'd set up out there, and you could we couldn't hardly talk for those martins flying in and out, raising hell. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're really inter- they're yeah. noisy and they're kind of demanding, <laughs> it, but it's uh, yeah, hey, we can all live together here, <laughs> just as long as you follow our orders. There you, know? you go. What what? What do you do with the the little worms that you feed the martins? Do you put put them out on a flat board or something? I I think they yeah I, I think they put them on uh, high peg. Yeah, some pay. just put them on the ground, but I think they also can put them on little uh, trays like uh, like they do for uh, feeding uh, ground ground no. sparrows. Oh and okay okay. Because they, you know, at, at some point in their uh, nest building and uh, arrangements, uh, martins do spend a lot of time on the ground collecting nest materials and uh, uh, maybe worms, plants, huh? pieces <laughs> of leaves. Yeah. yeah. All right, 210 210- 308 <laughs> he's, he's giving you the once over. Yeah, Calvin. He's not. He's not sure what to make of you. Yeah. What's up? All right. 
210-308-8867. Purple Martin reports. Need them. Need them now. 210-308-8867. What else is going on? Oh, those people bought a bunch of those pots. Look at that. The the ones that are four for a dollar? The little ones. Yeah. Little six inch. Still got some of the big ones that I like. Yep, they sure do. I think they're still on sale. (laughs) Uh, Now he's smiling. Calvin, Calvin has now given us permission to st- uh, to begin removing the freeze-killed stems and foliage from the perennials that have begun to regrow in the shrub border. That, like I, I don't know if I finished the story, but uh, uh, I had Jeremy, my son, uh, yeah, the- uh, mow them down, mow, mow the uh, uh, salvia out of plumbagos down right and uh and i was amazed now that has had no water no supplemental water for three years or longer than that and those things are sprouting at the base i mean they're sending up new growth now where do they get the the ability to do that i wonder if they've had no water plants Mm. plants are pretty tough Mm-hmm. And especially that one, the blue plumbago. Yeah, yeah. Ours is coming back. It, but from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with vigor. Have you have you mowed them? Or we did. We cut. cut she cut, cut. She cut them down pretty much to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy was worried that, uh, like I said, we're using a lawnmower. Yeah. So, and he said, "Is this too low?" <laughs> I said, no. Well, we cut a little of the new growth, the tops of it, which is a good thing to do. Uh, it causes them to branch more. Oh, good. Have more flowers. But anyway, uh, I, guess, I guess we're just going to abandon the low-flying birds method. Yeah, we seem to have we've lost. Hell with them. All right, James is on the line at 210 308 Sixty-seven two one zero three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Hey James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, hey, I got a couple of questions. I'm I've, uh, moving most everything into container gardening. I picked up uh, for my wife on her orders, if you will, uh, coriander or cilantro plants and uh, and a garlic chive, both in four-inch pots. Uh, I need to pot them up. But I need to know, I don't know how big of a container I need. Uh, how big are they going to get, I guess, than for them to maximize? Well, I'd put them in gallons. Cilantro would get to be a big plant. If you oh, well, see, That's what I don't know. I've never grown it, but I have grown chives a long time ago. So cilantro is going to get big, so bigger than a gallon, correct? Well, I think a gallon will take care of you. Uh, but it, uh, you know, most most people cut it and use it, and kind of yeah. keep, keep the uh, keep the sizes sh- uh, short, keep the plant okay. short. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, yeah, they like to eat it. I don't care for it too much. It's okay. But they, uh, my wife and daughter, really like it, and that's why I'm going to grow it in lieu of buying it. Because when we buy it, we use a little bit, and then it rots and goes in the compost. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so so I'm trying to save a couple of pennies here. What you Hopefully. need to do is also, if they if the plant outgrows the use, 
of the plant, uh, you might want to keep it, keep it cut back, keep it regrowing. Okay. So, so when I, since I've never grown it before, when I cut it, do I top the whole plant or just selectively some of the stems? You or, select or, when it's smaller. You just lose selectively some of the stems. Okay. Okay. All right, and the chives, uh, I had chives before. Actually, my wife had chives before she had me, and they oh. were in a half barrel. And we, yeah. had, I, I'm not kidding. I had those chives probably, well, she had them and I had them. I bet it, it had to be over 10 years, if not pushing 20, and they finally played out. I don't know if a winter freeze got them because, you know, they always stayed outside. Yeah, um, they're so, pretty tough. So they get pretty big, right? If I'm a four-inch pot, how big of a container would you put those in to maximize? She's she's already upset with me because I only got one four-inch pot and not ten oh, for it. Oh, man. What <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Uh, I, I, I would put those in gallons, too. Oh, oh, just leave them in a gallon? Okay. Oh, they're in gallon? Right. It's in gallon now? No, they're both in four-inch pots. So I'm going to pot them up today. I just didn't know uh, oh, okay. ultimately ultimately what size for each of them. Uh, I'd say a gallon because, oh, you know, they're, they're, a chive is like an onion. It'll uh, those, And those will multiply even in that gallon, and you can periodically take, take the plants out, divide them, and put them back into another gallon. Okay. Keep them, right. keep them well spaced. Okay, cilantro, you can do that as well? I know chives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's good to know. Okay, another thing on my Thunderbird, I picked up one about two weeks ago at the at my local store. Okay. Potted it up immediately in one gallon. Well, man, it took off, I guess, with the heat. <laughs> so I actually had to repot it uh, last night or yesterday evening because it's fixing the bloom probably today, later today. Um so I put it in a, uh, I think it's a 17-gallon pot. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, and it's kind of heavy, but I got the rollers on it. There um, you go. Good man. Yeah. So I put, per the label, because uh, I read it twice, uh, Osmocote Plus, I put 16 scoops in that 17-gallon. Is that enough, do you think? Nope. You can never get <laughs> enough Osmocote. Okay. Well, you should I wait like two or three, should <laughs> I wait two or three months and reapply, or put some more on the surface now? Because I kind of mix those eight scoops I mixed into the to the potting soil before yeah, I planted. Uh, you can put it on the surface now, but remember that stuff releases over what four to six months. Yeah, I think that's what the pot does. So if you if you re if you wait to put it in. <laughs> I, I think you'll outlive oh, yeah. the tomato plant. You're right. However, here. if you're going to plant a fall tomato in there, uh -huh. uh, you can you can uh, re uh, reapply some of the osmocote uh, when you, when Later. you put, in the, put in the fall tomato. Okay. But you All still right. have okay. some residual left. Okay. All right. I just wasn't sure about the cilantro because I never grew it before. I was thinking a larger container, but um, I've no. got some one gallons. I can put them in one gallon size pots. Yeah, that'll be. Don't be killing that. You'll be looking uh, for a place to live. Uh, well, I have a back <laughs> patio with a hammock on it, so that, that's my fallback. 
right. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you, James. You take care. Uh-huh. All right. Kim, hang on a second. We've got to take a break, and then we'll come right back. You are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, featuring music from 1962. Uh, Hairspray is a musical at the Majestic and is set in 1962. The music was great, so I thought we'd have some fun uh, with music from 1962. Kim is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. 308-8867. Hi, Kim. Welcome to Millburgers Garden. Hi, how are you? Good. Glad to be here. So, so I have a question for Jerry. Okay. Um, I'm wondering what kind of grass seed does the, the, the uh, Department of Transportation use on the sides of the highways that seems to grow so well without water? Uh, I, th- I think they use some Bermudas. Just common Bermuda. And, Is that uh, all? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if they use a native grasses or not. Uh, but <clears throat> if you want to do it in your yard or, or lawn or whatever, you wait till the temperatures warm up, and maybe we'll get a little moisture, which would be nice. They, they and used then to use, use common uh, Bermuda. Used to use fescue in the w- winter time so that they'd have a green stop. Yeah, stop erosion, and I don't yeah. know if they still do. Well, we don't. We don't recommend <laughs> fescue down here for lawns or stuff. No, but that further north they do. Yeah, yeah. The idea was on the slopes. Yeah, and you'd g- give you give you a chance, and then the Bermuda could come in the. Yeah. Later in the spring, in the uh, summer. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll be interesting if we... Uh, I'm sure there's somebody out in the audience that must know what they're using now. Yeah. You could... Uh, uh, I imagine you, Douglas King Seed Company here in San Antonio would know what they're using. And uh, Okay. Also, uh, Wild Seed Farms in Fredericksburg. The blue bonnet people, uh, okay. they're now selling uh, seed uh, for that, mainly because they they got a huge market with the roadway, roadside ways planting. Yeah. So uh, I would check both of those places to see what uh, the highways use it. Or just uh, for li- listen to us for a while, and if there's somebody out in the audience. That w- has worked for the highway department or a contractor. Give us a quick call so that we can help her with that information. Yeah, and uh, but uh, regardless of what they recommend, until we get some moisture, you're wasting your time. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for the advice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for calling. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else is going on? Well, uh, I was looking at Calvin's 
article in this week in the garden and we just talked about uh, removing the freeze killed stems and foliage but the last sentence he says wait on those plants that have not yet begun to grow and that when that when it uh, first plant that pops into my mind is red uh, uh, <laughs> the red red uh, Amelia patents uh, firebush what is it? Firebush. Firebush. You know, Amelia Patton's. Oh. You know, the one that's so pretty and the hummingbirds like. But anyway, it is it is a lo- probably the last one to sprout. Oh. Firebush? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the last one to sprout. Yeah. For, oh, for yeah. On an established plant. Well, uh, I got that container that I've had for yeah. 12, 13 years, and I, for a while I always said, well, this will probably be the year that it doesn't yeah. look like it's going to start. Uh-uh. I always did. Yeah. And now this, this year I, I just taken it for granted that it will be back again. <laughs> there you go. It's very very, they, very nice. They the shape of the the fire bush oh, in the yeah. container Beautiful. is, yeah, looks like it's perfectly round. ideal for yeah. there. The uh, yeah, when when I we first put it, no sir, no right up right up there. I, Pardon? Right, right up there. You, are you paying yes, sir. cash? Are you paying cash? Don't listen to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight. Everybody says to me. Yeah, I know. I Good know. try. Yep. I appreciate your effort. Anyway, when we first put the firebush on the market, uh, we were—I was taking the advice of uh, Ms. Margaret Kane, who's a world uh, famous uh, horticulturist here in San Antonio. Used to write for the Express News back when it was <laughs> back in the twenties, I guess. But uh, she was my. I was using her as my advisor, and uh, and I mean, the first year we put that thing out, the second year, I was getting phone calls. I mean, the people said, that plant hadn't come back, and of course, you know who they're blaming. Yep. That that plant you recommended, yeah, killed. I said, No. I hesitantly said, no, <laughs> give it a chance. Soil temperature warms up, it'll come back. And the hotter it gets on firebush, the better it grows, Yeah, faster it grows. Well, and it comes back, when it des- decides to come back, comes back gangbusters. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. I think it stays for a while, too, doesn't it? Are you see, are, how about your Turks cap? Has that started to relief yet? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's sprouting at the uh-huh. base, but all of them took it to the ground. Well, and I guess we'll. I'll have to see if my uh, the red uh, the pe- the ornamental peach tree. Yeah. David said was blooming. <laughs> I, I'm surprised if mine's blooming. I have, I haven't noticed it. Yeah. Well, you'll notice it when it blooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's killer. Uh, Somehow you don't think of it when it's 90 degrees out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. But uh, anyway, and Calvin also says, 
Blue curl, larkspur, and other naturalized wildflowers can be transplanted into areas where available space is in various gardens. Now, Calvin, the wildflower book says you cannot transplant larkspur. Well, have you not read the books? Hmm. I just. <laughs> What could we do obviously, with it? Obviously, the larkspur never read the book either. <laughs> Not only can you transplant it, you can transplant it when it has blooms on it. As proved by my volunteers. <laughs> when I was taking out the larkspur to try to save the buddy bloom larkspur mm -hmm. or to gener generate seed of that, and I, I was pulling them up, throwing them on the ground like blue bonnets. They didn't here. last too long on the ground, did they? I was looking behind me, and there was D. Emery for sure with an armful of those pulled plants. I said, D, they're, they're not going to live. You can't transplant large fur, which she always enjoyed saying. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them lived and rebloomed. Huh. So, uh, anyway, first liar's gospel, Mel. Uh, so, you can do that. I don't know about blue curl. I never have. Is it transplanted easily? Blue curl? You really don't have to. I, my, it's no, it's since, everywhere. Since uh, that freeze we had, Christmas freeze, it's filled up. <laughs> All the available space. There's a occasional larkspur comes yeah. up, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, there. Well, I guess some of the rescue grass is yeah. is pretty prominent, but uh, <laughs> but it the rest of the space is filled with uh, blue curl, starting to bloom finally. There you go. Uh, but the larkspur will uh, do that too. I've seen it. Uh, germinate early in the fall or late in the fall I guess and then freeze out freeze off because it's so small but like you say there's plenty of seed to take it yeah that, that that, that they have, we had a good start but <laughs> and the plants that are here here are blooming and are attractive but there's not nearly as many as normal yeah because of that free that freeze yeah uh also, uh, some, I've got a big announcement. Uh-oh. Kevin writes, Some of the winter annual weeds offer an attractive alternate when mowed every, every, every two weeks and promoted as a sustainable winter lawn. Rescue grass and annual bluegrass and horse herb work the best. <laughs> we'll put that horse herb in there for Helen. But, uh, Anyway, the uh, yeah, they, they're doing well. But what I was going to announce was that stupid bed straw or, you know, we talk about, I let it come up a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and didn't get out there. And I, I like to treat it when it's about yeah. two inches off, though. But I let it get, a, I let it stay there for a while. And now there's mounds of it. Another thing that I we can <laughs> add to our uh, knowledge about bed straw, my th thing with the rake, 
Well, you can't you can't rake bed straw out of blue bonnets. Is that right? They, can't, they don't seem to be because of the <laughs> uh, stems with the blue bonnets yeah. come with it. Yeah, that's true. So, so I'll, I guess I'll have to be in there and. <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah, you can't use anyway. Uh, I've, I've relied on uh, uh, the weed weed free zone, and guess. What is guess what is uh, sponsoring Neil Sparrow's newsletter that I like so much? Oh, well. Weed Free Zone. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm proud of Neil. Now if we can get him on that uh, stump vine and <laughs> vine killer, yeah, he'll be uh, up to par, up to speed. I thought he mentioned that, no? Oh, no, I don't think so. Because all, all of us got... Lived in fear of a remedy. Oh, okay. Which that planted because it kills big trees. Right. And so, uh, but that's a remedy applied in a small amount. It's like it's like we 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 learned in in school. It's the dose that kills. Oh, the okay. Not so uh, you can kill a tree with that. But it has to be a big dose. But, All right. Okay. Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road with Dr. Calvin Fitch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Elton Gluck. It's 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. That guy, I don't know if you remember, he was asking you, had that seed or something, where two fruits looked like they had grown together or something he was asking about? Oh, yeah. the uh, What was that? It was a, pe- to a peach, uh, peach uh, fruit. Yeah. That that they, they had joined together. Huh. So that's some some of the varieties that's real common. Oh, June really? Gold, and this was La Feliciana. Yeah, which I had I hadn't heard that that's that's common, but uh, makes it you know tastes good and you can cook with it and everything. But it's not as attractive when they're all when they're bunched up or doubled up like that. Yeah, what was the peach that you guys, uh, David and you, said? Oh, oh te- Texas. Oh, Red Baron. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm kind of anxious to see that. Yeah. Do you and have the any one? Red- the one that's really bloomed up a storm and looking good is, uh, again, is uh, Florida King. Oh, really? Yeah. Just seems to be reliable and low chill. That's pretty cool. Oh, are you looking at the dogs? Were you checking out the dogs? Yeah. All right. 2103. By the way, Millburgers is dog friendly, as uh, evidenced by all these people who have brought their dogs here. So 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Looking for uh, Purple Martin. I think James had Purple Martins. I don't know why I thought that. 
So maybe James can call us tomorrow with a Purple Martin report if he had one. Uh, find out what's happening. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Okay. What was he asking you about the Columbine? Well, he had been given some bad information. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, false information. He had gotten a, one of those seed packets uh, from Wild Seed Farm. Okay. Fredericksburg. And it planted them. And a bunch of these plants came up. Oh, really? The Columbine? Yeah. Oh, wow. They what use, are they? They use Columbine. Oh. And they use, uh, use the coccinia, the red one, that grows pretty good most all over the place. It's not the big yellow uh, one called uh, uh, red, uh, Texas red, Texas yeah, uh, Columbine. Texas Gold? Texas Gold, there you go. You're good with this, Melvin. Mm-hmm. How long have we been working with you? 20 years? <laughs> I remember a couple things. <laughs> but uh, the red one is a tough little thing, as he proved. He got a good-looking plant, and uh, he was told by someone to get t- pull all those out. There were weeds. And so I said, well, they kind of look like a weed, but uh, they're not a weed. Uh, I said, are they in the shade? On the, they do best in the shade of a, a deciduous tree so they can have sun in the winter. Pecans work good. Yeah, yeah, yeah pecan work. And uh, then they have shade in the summer. And uh, there, there, some in Big Bend National Park, because the yellow one came out of Big Bend National Park. They tell me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I've told him, I imagine, I imagine as big as his plants are, they might, might bloom before they die in the summer. So uh, he's, he doesn't have a place on a deciduous Plus tree. Plus the plants are pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. plants are pretty. Uh, I think the deer will eat them. Well, I say that. I don't know if they are. I think Larry Stein had them, had uh, the yellow one, and I think the deer ate a, ate a little bit on his, hmm. which he was not very happy with. They were up against the house. No. Those deer come after them where, wherever they are. <laughs> People always say, I'll, I'll put this plant on the porch. The deer won't get them up on the porch. The deer will come in your garage yeah. and get them. The deer will get on your roof like reindeer deer. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, he's got a good plant there, and they're, they're extremely healthy. But uh, I, I know if that was in, in uh, John Thomas's mix, yeah. it has to be coccinia. I mean, uh, the yellow ones are not available from seed. Uh, however... <laughs> I was going to tell him, but we got some some that Trey says are the yellow one. Hmm. Oh. In containers. Is right that what that there. is up front? In the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty. No. Not blooming. No. Over there by the barrel. With oh, the, okay. See, right there at the base of that barrel? Yeah. In front of that row? No, no, I see it now. 
So he's got that leaf on him. Here's some of them. Was that there? Was there one blooming toward the back? Oh, you can't see it because of the tree. Is it? Is it like a? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's yellow, but not a bright yellow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would question him to see if, if they're sure that it's Hinkley. Oh. <laughs> but Texas gold. But uh, sometimes he gets upset with me when I <laughs> call him. On People planning. tend to do that, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the last thing Calvin wrote said, This week in the garden, be reminded that the soils in the San Antonio area are very, very, very dry and relatively newly planted trees within two years uh, can be killed by the drought conditions that exist. Water the root ball on a regular basis with our, and you can use our little sprinkler. Water sprinkler. This guy looks familiar. Uh-oh. Do you want to come on the air with us? We're, do, we're doing a show here. Can you come on the air with us? Grab that microphone. You'll be on the air and tell us what's going on. All right. Welcome. What's, what's, what you got there? What are you throwing at Jerry? This is hen bed. But, but talk in the mic so we can hear you. In a garden, a uh, wild seed garden, about a 30 by 30. And I have this one is a what? Hen bed. Hen bed. Is that I guess it's because or? the hens used to eat it. Oh, mm. chicken. Oh, I see the bed. I, the bet the, I bet the chicken. What I'm trying to do is this has gotten to be pretty, a lot of this in the garden oh, itself. Yeah. A lot of ground cover. Get, get and it. And the other one. Don't Don't chop it. No. Just get it, uh, yeah, pull it up. Oh, we got to get rid of this. Yeah. Okay. What about the other one? The col- Is that Columbine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to ask one of the other guys here in the front. He told me to pull everything out. So that's a good thing I asked you earlier. That's why I was calling for it. <laughs> the other thing I have is Eugenia. Eugenia? Yeah. Okay, plants. Do they take special um, alkaline or do they take acid? I think they like acid. More acid. Okay, well, what do you recommend to put on them? Uh, can you grow them in a container? Uh, right now they're in the ground. Um, oh, okay. Well, you're not going to make that uh, ground a city. No. No way. Not in San Antonio. I know it's very... But uh, some people use sulfur around it. Sulfur? So I should get some sulfur? Well... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not real sure. Two-gallon container. How much sulfur do I need for Oh, they're in containers? They were. Like, don't, don't forget the mic. <laughs> they were before I planted them, but they're like, they were in a, like a two-gallon container. When did you plant them? Along the fence line. When? Uh, about two weeks ago. I'd pop them out of the ground and put them back in some larger containers. Oh really? Wow. Be okay. easier. Be easier to control. That pH. Okay. Well, I wanted to make a nice border and a fence line. Uh, and, and they go. I understand they grow somewhere. They could grow up to 15, 20 foot tall. Yeah. Uh. Are you going to need it? I don't it. want to. I just want to. I'm going to keep them short, about yeah. 10 foot at the most. Why don't you use uh, a holly? Some of the hollies. Use what? Use some of the hollies. Hollies. The, uh, okay. Hollies shrubs. Okay, instead. And you can get them different sizes. 
And the deer. You got deer? No deer. Uh, you want some deer? Uh, you want some deer? No, yeah, we got people at Hollywood Park. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll just come well, by I, and grab I one. I do want some deer sausage. Ah, <laughs> there okay. you go. I did well, get some. That's my man. Yeah. Right. Uh, is there something hard you want? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Oh, okay. All right, thanks. Wait a minute. I meant to call you out there. The, you know, you've got the red one. The one that had a small red one. They say that that, that, uh, that Columbine out there, see that barrel, whiskey barrel with right in front of that, right, right to the side of that, is a Columbine, too that they say is the Texas gold columbine. But I should keep those. This I should get rid of here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I'm saying you might want to put one or two of those in there, and they can reseed, too, and be well, pretty. It's a big area. I just was trying to see the... Uh, okay. You might want to get a couple of those and uh, uh, plant them in an area that will get shade in the summer, maybe. On morning sun, only morning sun. This whole area is full sun. Um, You're making it hard on my columbine, son. I, well, I didn't know. I just went for wild seeds. And there I you just go. Put them all out, wanting to have them come up. Yeah. And this is what we got. Yeah, they don't have seed. We did, we of did that get one. some um, blue bonnets and some other stuff that are coming up in between. Oh, good. Uh, That's good. good. Keep it, keep it water. Vegetable garden is not good. It's not been working well for the last couple of years. What Hi. happened? The production wasn't there, so we was watering and watering and nothing happened. So. Oh. Right. Well, we couldn't. Can you tell us what happened? I don't know. You watered it and everything. Or did you yeah, use? The plants were there. You used tomato varieties from here. Yeah, I use tomato vines. We a lot of Use the cages. Uh oh, we all have to talk after the show. All right, we're going to take a break and come back tomorrow <laughs> with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Thanks to Al. On behalf of the guys, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9:30 a.m. The answer.